Woman to Woman in association with World Vision. Often when we get you on the show, you've been jetting all over the world, doing crusades and so on. So what have you been up to lately? Well, this year, the Lord's kept me at home due to lack of finance for travelling. He's shown me another way of doing things. Okay. By telephone. Right, so that's been the method. So rather than getting on a plane, heading off to sort of Africa, Australia and so on, you've been doing ministry over the telephone. Yes, last year in Pakistan, we reached 45 new villages that had never heard the name of Jesus before. Today, 30 of those villages have churches. So how does it happen? Do you have people on the ground that you know in the churches and you say to them, well, get a telephone and repeat what I say? Or how does it work? They go into the villages. They all have a mobile phone. Uh, They phone me up. I phone them back. I give the gospel message. They interpret it into the known language of the people. They then pray for the sick. And we pray through the salvation prayer. And then the people that the Lord has healed come forward and testify. So are the people who are at these events, these gatherings, aware that there's someone on the phone in the UK on the other end of the phone? Yes, okay. yes. No, they, in fact, it's gone out to a new level. Bring the paralyzed and the blind for the Christian God to heal them through the telephonic meetings. And in December particularly, they brought two paralyzed people to the meeting on stretchers One was a man paralyzed down one side of his body for 10 years. The other was a 12-year-old boy with advanced malaria. The parents had no money to take him to the hospital to buy him a malaria tablet. So in desperation, they brought him to the crusade. He was already paralyzed for three weeks. The next stage is death. I didn't know they were there. I just pray normally on the phone, place your hand on your sickness or your pain and receive your healing now in Jesus' name. And suddenly these two people stood up and began to walk up and down praising God. They were totally healed. So for the people who are are watching and present at these meetings who are not Christians, I mean, as you say, when you advertise, come along and see the Christian God heal, that for them must be an absolutely staggering moment, particularly if they know the people and have known their sickness over years. It proves that the Christian God is alive. Yeah. So they receive him as Lord and Saviour. Do you find it frustrating, though, that you're not actually there, part of it? Not at all. I I don't care if I'm there or not. All I care is that they respond to Jesus. Mm. The following week, they brought a man in a coma. Uh, He had been in a coma for one year but the moment I mentioned be healed in the name of Jesus he opened his eyes and came out of a coma staggering other people being blind for five years suddenly they open their eyes and can see at the name of Jesus and, and have the medical professions in the area responded to this because this is quite a big thing isn't it particularly people can't afford to go to the hospitals well they just come they just come and uh, this has taken another level in uh, Sierra Leone. Um, It all started uh, when I started to have our weekly program there and I was speaking on radio and a chief in another town phoned me up and said, "Uh, please come to my town, I will do your crusade, just speak over the phone. And I did this for two days 
And uh, on the second night of the crusade, the Holy Spirit came in like a wind and many people just fell on the ground with the wind and they got upheeled, saved and delivered. Uh, the chief was there, just tears running down his face. He says, this has changed the direction of our whole city. Mm. So has the vision of your ministry changed now that you're doing a lot of this no, from home? No, not at all. It's exactly the same. We still, I've been uh, teaching the Bible schools by phone for two, three years. Anyway, um, the next was 11.30 at night. I get a call from Sue Lona. Uh, would I please speak on how to choose the right president because elections are coming up? I thought, Lord, <laughs> That's quite a, quite a demand, isn't it, yes. at 11.30 at night? One minute's preparation. So uh, I said, the only way I know is the Christian way. Can I tell you? Yes, go ahead. So um, I go to Genesis and I read, and God created man in his own likeness and gave him authority over the earth. So God wants Christians to rule because he wants his countries ruled in righteousness, justice. And um, I then read them the scripture, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice, but when the unrighteous beareth rule, the people mourn. I then went on to give the gospel message how uh, man fell by eating of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And the moment they ate of that fruit, they gave this perfect earth over to the devil in exchange for the knowledge of good and evil. And this is what let evil into the world, sin, sickness, and death. And we see it all around us. Mm. But God had a plan in the fullness of time. God sent his only son, Jesus, to teach us how we should live. Indeed, and yes. then he allowed man to crucify him to the cross. And he took our sins upon himself, so our difficulties, our sicknesses, our problems, and allowed man to crucify him. And he died, and he cancelled the agreement that Adam and Eve made with the devil for those who will believe. And then on the third day, he rose from the dead in total and complete victory over every sin, every sickness, and every demonic thing. And he ascended to heaven where he sits at the right hand of the father right now mm. one of the things that we've been asking people this morning is you know is god actively involved in our lives is he doing miraculous things because there are a lot of christians who will read the bible and they will say oh these things don't happen today yes. well jesus is alive today and when we receive him as lord and savior and get baptized in his glorious holy spirit we are born again to eternal life this is reality and then I simply say, who wants to receive this Jesus as Lord and Savior? And then I lead them through the sinner's prayer. Just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Please come into my life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Mm. And then I pray for the sick. I just tell them, put your own hand on your sickness or your pain and receive your healing now in Jesus' name. 
and I completed the what I had to say and then they opened the lines for the questions to come in about how to choose the right president. Oh wow, so it became a two-way thing with one minute one minute to prepare. <laughs> yes, and what happened is only testimonies of healings received flooded in. Oh, isn't that incredible? So although their their need for, you know, knowing about sort of presidents was what there was primarily on their mind, here God was was using this opportunity for something else. Yes, well, they were healed. There were paralyzed people that were healed. They were blind healed. Beautiful, outstanding healings. Well, the radio station was so amazed. They said never, ever have they had a program resulting in people being healed. Can they... Um, redo it so they redid the program another four times well this just went forward and I then had an, another chief invited us to speak in his town and we did a two day crusade and they uh, put it on radio as well and the Holy Spirit came into that crusade again there were five crippled people healed that night three blind people healed restored with their sight there was a cancerous growth that disappeared on a person's body another one in hospital with acute appendicitis was instantly healed in a hospital bed an mp was healed well that must have been a big thing for the mp obviously a position <laughs> of, of influence and authority but yes. because it's someone that people perhaps respect and known in the community and i think that's the key thing isn't it when it's somebody who is well known or people have known of their sickness for some time then i guess people are likely to sort of engage in it in a different yes. way aren't they because if it's just a stranger they think well i don't know if they really were sick or not and they but yes. someone they do know it has more power i guess well this went over radio as well so then they, the um, people said, look, we need more radios. Anyway, one crusade we went to, it was cancelled through rain. Uh, rained both nights. And so the people were so disappointed, couldn't preach. They went to their radio station and they put the crusade on radio. I'd never done this before. So again, I give the gospel message and then I open the lines up for the testimonies to come in. And the testimonies, again, were outstanding. And then at the end of the program, I uh, led the people through the sinner's prayer. And then the next day, 167 people turn up at the church to testify of their healings, and many others uh, joined the churches. Well, this resulted in more. Then they came to the radio station again, and I had to preach for seven days twice a day. Wow. And I gave out on nearly every gospel message I knew <laughs> <laughs> in that time. Yes. And every day people were healed. Mm. It was just fantastic. So what am I doing at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning? I'm doing another gospel crusade. Mm. I'm preaching on an average of twice a day on radios, wow. different radio stations. Amazing how God open, opens these things up, isn't it? Well, at the moment, I'm in conversation with Suzanne Pillens as we're discussing this morning the fact that God is alive and active today, working and certainly wanting to do miraculous occurrences if we are open to it. Um, and we're going to take a short break now. We're back in just a moment to hear some more from Suzanne, including about a brand new book she's written called Dare to Walk in Power, Authority and Love. So if you're listening to what Suzanne's saying, thinking, wow, I'm really hungry for that. I want to be a vessel. I want to be used. Then maybe this is the book for you. Yeah, 
26 minutes past 11, you're listening to Woman's Woman, the show for Christian women in association with World Vision. And my guest today is Suzanne Pillins, and she's sharing with us um, about what God's been doing in and through her life. And just before the break there, she was sharing wonderful stories of how, although financially she wasn't able to get out and about to the various countries she'd been to previously to do evangelistic rallies and pray for the sick, she had been now doing it over the telephone. And people were gathering together in various countries over the telephone. She was giving the gospel message, praying for people, and the same results were happening. Uh, also doing it over the radio as well. Just incredible how God uses various means to be able to get the message of the gospel out and also to free people from their sicknesses. And we're going to carry on now talking a little bit more to Suzanne about some of the other things that she gets up to because it's not just um, praying and, and evangelism, but also as well um, involved in caring for orphans. Now, Suzanne, remind us how all this happened because overseeing 2,000 orphans, I mean, that's a huge task, isn't it? Yes, um, but in... Zambia, uh, what happened is um, there's a lot of AIDS there. And we started with 45, and then it grew to 300. I thought, oh, gosh, how am I going to look after 300? And somehow God supplied. But last year, it grew to over 2,000 orphans altogether. That's 1,850 in Zambia. And the rest are in Pakistan over to orphanages. So how do they come to the orphanages? Do they just sort of wander in or is there some sort of local authority that sends them to? They are found on the rubbish dumps. They come desperate. Uh, They talk amongst themselves. They'll find out where they can get a bit of food. Otherwise, they were all on the rubbish dumps uh, digging for food with their hands and sleeping on pavements or in the bush. And uh, or in empty huts as it is in Zambia when the both parents are dead and then they are left with an empty hut and they've got to go and try and fetch water of their own and they don't know how to light a fire or boil water. Of course, they're too young they just can't six survive years on their own. old. I mean, that must be heartbreaking when you see that. You can't really turn a child away. No. But yet, as you say, it begins to grow and grow and grow. Yes. And then we had the terrible thing where our director was killed in a car accident um, but uh, God had that in hand because the man that had been doing the organic gardens, he's now taken over the orphanage and he's running it for us and doing a very good job. So last year we were able to sink wells in all four villages and David put in organic gardens in the four villages. And That's a major thing, isn't it? I mean, you say it flippantly, but putting wells into a village is a huge thing for them because it transforms their whole way of life. They're no oh, longer yes. having to walk for miles to get the yes. water. It's just there for them in yes. the centre of the community. And our friends in New Zealand raised the money for that. And then we were sending money for the food. Um, and then when um, we got so many orphans, I said, well, we'll have to change the diet. So when David came on, I said, look, uh, they eat maize there. Why don't they eat maize? And I, they said, because it's so difficult to grind so much maize for 2,000 orphans, mm, it just takes days and days and days. Well, I said, but I think we can do it a cheaper way. I lived in South Africa, and we used to soak the maize for our horses see if the people will soak it you all you do is get a Mm. bucket of water you fill it halfway with maize and then you fill the bucket up to the top (laughs) with water and overnight the uh, maize 
goes double the size as it soaks in the water and it becomes soft and then it's easy to cook. Mm -hmm. So they tried this out and it's working. So this has more than halved our food bill. So through this, we're able to continue feeding 2,000 orphans. It's great how God sort of gives us these experiences. You say you're using it for the horses and suddenly, uh, you know, here it is being a very practical thing for the orphans. So, I mean, obviously, before we were talking about how, you know, sharing the gospel and all the rest of it and healing and so on was very much the, the focus of your ministry. But with orphans, do they get to hear the gospel message as well as part of the program? Oh, yes, that's part of their schooling. Um, so they get schooled as well as part yes, of the orphanage? Yes, we've got to open schools for them and it starts under two mango trees and uh, up to now the new orphans have been using the sand as the blackboards and their fingers as the pens. Um, but our next project is to try and save up for blackboards a little blackboard for each orphan and chalk so that they can learn to write on a smaller area than in the dirt on Mm. the ground. (laughs) Um, And we've just putting in toilets now uh, because there were no toilets for them. They just had to find a bush to go. We foster them out into the families. Uh, So uh, what we do is we put up one building they all come to the one building for their schooling and food. Okay, so during then, the day and the night. Yes, and then we foster each child out into the family of the new Christians that come to Christ through the church on Sunday. Wow, so become a new Christian and you have to take on board an orphan. <laughs> That's right, but they are a blessing to the families mm. because they help. They take on the new family's names and they become like real brothers and sisters. Yeah. And it's the right way for a child to grow up because the Lord said, take the orphan spirit out of my orphans and put my spirit into them. Mm. And so that is what we're doing. So it's also the most economical way of caring for them because you don't have to have buildings and carers and all the rest. It's just school that they come to school for and the food. The food during the day, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, Some people listening are probably thinking, wow, I'd love to be able to sort of get involved in this or support this in some way. Is the best way for them to go to your website and get in touch? Yes, Suzanne's, that's www.suzannesministries.co.uk. And and our email is wpillins at aol.com. That's w-p-i-l-l-a-n-s at aol.com. Okay, and Suzanne's Ministries, spelled S U. Z A double N E S, so Suzanne's S U Z A double N E S Ministries M I N I S T R I E S, so Suzanne's Ministries dot co dot UK. So on there, people can get in touch with you, find out more information uh, yes. about supporting yeah, the project. Yeah, funds are desperately needed for so many. We rely on a miracle from God every month, and you know something, God has supplied that miracle. But it's through ordinary people. Mm. Uh, the one month I went down to the bank, I knew I only had £200 in our account. But I had to send off £2,000 that day. And I wasn't, I wasn't, what am I going to do? Anyway, I thought I'd better check how much is in the account in case I can maybe send a little bit. And there was in the account £2,000 and 200, 2,200 pounds. Wow. So I sent the full 2,000 off that was needed. That left 200 pounds in the account. I then discovered later that a elderly retired man 
had saved up his disability pension wow. and put it into our account. Isn't that incredible. And in God's perfect timing as well. Yes. Body of Christ working together, responding yes. to the promptings of God yeah. and, you know, all being distributed. Yeah. Absolutely well, incredible. God will bless that man. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So that Wonderful was story. <laughs> and every, every month a miracle has come through some way like that. Mm. God's provision. It's heart rendering. Yeah, really. Or touching. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. Susan. Sam Pillins at the moment talking to us uh, about the orphans uh, that she's overseeing, um, just making provision for these young children. But of course, the, the situation growing and growing there, as she's saying, you know, now 2,000 plus young children who are in need of support and care. And before that, of course, we were talking about the amazing um, evangelistic rallies she's now been doing over the telephone where many of the sick are getting healed and remarkable stories, you're saying, you know, people who've been paralysed and blind and so on. And we're going to move on now in the next section to talk about her brand new book, Dare to Walk in Power, Authority and Love. It is being released today, so it's literally hot off the press. I have a copy in my hand with a beautiful photograph on the front of some really happy-looking children with Suzanne. So we'll give you details on how you can get hold of a reduced-price copy of that book very short time is 22 minutes to midday and I'm in conversation here on Woman to Woman with Suzanne Pillens, sharing some incredible stories with us of God moving in miraculous ways to heal the sick those with uh, really life-threatening diseases, long-term sicknesses, blindness, crippling illnesses and so on. Then we were moving on to talk about the provision for the orphans in Zambia and other places but now we're going to talk about a brand new book out today, um, literally hot off the press Dare to Walk, Empower, Authority and Love. Um, some great chapter headings in, in here, Suzanne. Um, first section, all on the Holy Spirit, how to grow in evangelism. The second part, you know, looking at Jesus' authority over sickness, demons, nature and so on. Really a book of, I guess, how to move in the miraculous. Yes. Yes, it's all that the Lord has been teaching me over the years. It's all taken from practical experience. Um but mainly the word of God. Mm. And the Lord, um, it's happened in New Zealand uh, uh, a year and a half ago. And I was just sitting watching the mountains. Um, I had uh, the whole day off. It was quite amazing. And the Lord showed me this book that I was to write. And um, basically, he showed me that every miracle he did Every healing he did, every teaching he did, extends into today's situations because he lives outside time. The Bible is past, present and future of our whole history on earth. So if you want to know where we are in history, read your Bible. And we're near the end. (laughs) (laughs) Big statement there. (laughs) But... He, the Lord also showed me how he had done some of the healings he did on earth through our little ministry. And I, didn't, I wasn't even aware of it. Like mm. with a crippled hand. The first time I prayed for a crippled hand, it was in South Africa. Elderly man with a walking stick. He had had a stroke and he was um, had a paralyzed right hand and a paralyzed right leg and he came up for healing and I said well in the name of Jesus stretch out your hand he began to argue with me he says I can't do that I haven't been able to do that for 20 years so how can I do that (laughs) I said well uh, because Jesus is going to do it 
Do you want to be healed? Oh, yes, of course I want to be healed. But I haven't been able to do this. I said, get your brain out of the way and believe. And in the name of Jesus, stretch out your hand. And so he stretched out his hand and it became whole. He was so amazed. He says, if Jesus can heal my arm, he can also heal my leg. And he threw his stick right up in the air and began to walk. What and faith. he is totally healed. Praise God. So biblical proportions, isn't it there? You know, your yes. faith has healed you. And absolutely fantastic. <laughs> then the second time was in Asia. I was preaching, I was telling his story, Mm. and then I just said to the crowds, put your own hand on your sickness or your pain and receive your healing now in Jesus' name. And I then invited them to come and testify, and this man comes up to the mic. He says, I was crippled, just like that man you spoke of. But when you said the prayer, Jesus healed me in my seat. I am now healed. I've come to testify. I'm totally healed. Praise God. Praise God. Wonderful. So this is what Jesus does. He raises our faith in stages. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one about raising it in stages and sort of building us up and taking us on a journey. So is this book really for people who who want to kind of understand this ministry, who want to be able to move in the power of the Spirit, to yes. try and kind of get some guidelines and some biblical background, but also yes. some practical advice as well? Yes. It, uh, the first part is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. So it'll go on to who the Holy Spirit is, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how to operate in the Holy Spirit. It'll also go into the armor of God that protects us when we share the gospel. It'll also go into the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that should be showing in our lives. It'll go into the Ten Commandments, the importance of keeping the Ten Commandments and walking in absolute righteousness because righteousness makes you strong where sin makes you very, very weak and the wages of sin is death. Mm. As it says in James, the prayer of the righteous man has great power in its effect. And so it'll cover all these basics The next one is the enormous power and authority of the name of Jesus. And there I speak of his power and authority over nature, over distance, over sickness, over the demonic and over death. And his power and authority with us Mm. who want to work with him. Yes, yes. And then the third part of the book deals with the love of God. This is just amazing how I learnt to walk in the love of God. Mm. And I still got a lot to learn. (laughs) Yes. But it all works in uh, the power. Uh, The foot soldiers have power. And everyone should be walking the power, uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm, amen, amen. But when we rise up in Christ and learn to use the authority of the name of Jesus, we become um, like his... Um, not, I've suddenly lost it. Uh, where you take command, his commanders, you take authority over sickness. Sure, yes. Um, so uh, especially the one of Jesus calming the storm, he rebuked the disciples for not rising up with him. They were mm. still afraid. They saw how big That's the storm was. That's often what holds was. us back, isn't it? Our yes. fear and our yes. lack of faith. Yes. So we've got to rise up with Christ and take authority with him yes. over the storms of our life. And then the love of God that's the most important and the most difficult 
walking the love of God, mm. where we become hopefully one day His generals. Amen. And I think this is going to be a, a great handbook for many people um, who really want to, to move in this. So the book is called "Dare to Walk in Power, Authority, and Love" by Suzanne Pillins. It's published by New Wine Press. Now, there, I'm sure there are many people listening thinking, "I want to get hold of this book here, released today." Suzanne, if they get in touch with you, is that the best way to do it? Yes, they can have the book at cost price today at only five pounds. Ah, oh, bargain. Complete with a DVD. And uh, you can phone me on 01865-300099. That's 01865-300099. Or my other line is 01865-301894. That's 01865-301894. Okay. So or my mobile... mobile if you can't wait for me to get home, it's O seven five two seven one one nine oh oh nine. That's O seven five two seven one one nine oh oh nine. Our website is www.sizansministries.co.uk. Okay, so so uh, so there are all different ways to get into it. I'll give those again in just a moment uh, okay. if you haven't managed to get pen and paper. Um, so £5 for this brand new book, Dare to Walk in Power, Authority and Love, essentially a handbook uh, published by New Wine Press on how to move in the power of the spirit. And you get a DVD as well. Uh, so I'll give you that numbers, those numbers and details again in just a moment. Suzanne, before we let you go there, would you just pray for our listeners? Uh, we've been talking about the importance yes. of prayer and the power of prayer. And I think it'd be great if we can end in that. Place your own hand on your sickness or your pain and receive your healing in Jesus name just say this prayer Lord Jesus place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus name thank you Jesus amen and you can do that three times a day because Jesus is everywhere at once. He's omnipresent. And your hand's the same as my hand. I cannot heal anyone. It is a name of Jesus. It is drawing from Jesus through his hand on your hand, the spiritual hand on your hand. Just receive your healing. I tell people to do it three times a day. It's the best medicine you can possibly get. And Dave Prince uh, often used to teach people to do that. And he's written a book called God's Medicine Bottle. Oh, <laughs> wonderful title. So I've copied that from him and it worked. Woman to Woman, in association with World Vision.